Hollywood laboratory in the basement of his home. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Today we have a tremendous episode with you uh, with Isaac Levy, founder and CEO of GOX Analytics, where we're talking about what is possible when we can infuse real-time um, uh, geo-based uh, data and analytics into the insurance experience, what is possible on the other side, uh, what we, why you may never have to do an in-person um, like physical review of a building again, why that day is coming, why we never have to drive by and take pictures or do walk-arounds because uh, satellite imagery, video imagery has become so good that uh, it just may not be necessary. It certainly may never be necessary for the quoting process again, but you're going to learn all that during the show. Uh, before we get there, guys, if you love this show, please leave us a rating review. Uh, when I do reach out to speakers or, or uh, guests outside of the industry, they look at those ratings reviews as a way to justify if, if it's worth coming on this show. And I think if you listen to this show, you love when I interview people inside the industry, obviously, but sometimes I like reaching people outside the industry, and that helps so much. So I very much appreciate it. I know it's you've been longtime listeners to the show and feels weird leading a rating and review on iTunes. It almost feels a little trite, but um, it does help me. They, they, they honestly, they look at it, which is weird, but true. Uh, that being said, if you love the podcast, you may also love the blog, findingpeak.com. Go to findingpeak.com. Stick your email in there and you'll get all kinds of really good articles delivered right to your email. Um, no spam, all articles. Um, and check that out. And then want to give a quick shout out to Tivoli, T-I-V-L-Y.com, T-I-V-L-Y.com, T-I-V-L-Y.com. If you're looking for more commercial insurance leads, and I don't mean leads like data leads emailed to you, I mean legit warm call transfer leads to the business owners that you want to write, that you get to tweak the dials, your phone rings, and someone from Tivoli hands you a lead, you're talking to the business owner on the phone. Guys, we have an incredibly high hit ratio with Tivoli leads at Rogue Risk, and we've been partners with them, you know, paying them every month as we do today uh, for almost, uh, t- uh, yeah, we're right around the two-year mark. So big fans of Tivoli, uh, super excited they were willing to be a sponsor of the show. Love that, and i um, happy to share them with you because I love sharing good companies with you guys. So uh, with that, let's get on to an incredible conversation with the CEO and founder of GeoX Analytics, Isaac Levy. I'm going to Shaboom! So, uh, yeah, we can we can get right into it. Um, I like to kind of start start hot and start fresh and not waste all our flavor um, in the in the in the before we hit record or whatever. So. Um, you know, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. I, I think, you know, I took a look through uh, what you guys were doing. And it seems r- ridiculously interesting. I have a ton of questions, but I'd um, like to start kind of at the part that um, people find oftentimes the most interesting is like, what's your origin story, man? Like, where, where did you guys come from? Where, where did you come from? And where did the company come from? And, and, and you don't have to do every detail, but what you think is pertinent, and then yep. we'll dig in. Yeah, I think the our background is uh, coming from the Tejit Scope. I, we was like searching. We was responsible to provide property information from very critical uh, decision making. So typically, like um, the the need is coming from uh, from many industries, um, not only the insurance carrier, but I think that eventually insurance carrier suffering the most 
and this is exactly where we are coming to the story and say, okay, we want to help the insurance carrier to give better insurance and also to understand better the risk and also to notify the owner what is the risk that he have. Because eventually we see that insurance carrier, they are like a channel to the owner. And if we want to reduce, uh, if we want to help to the owners of the property, the best way is to get through the insurance carrier. And I think this is exactly what we are trying to do. It. And this is what we, um, what we feel they are insurance carrier eventually, they paying the bills most of the time. And this is exactly where we are saying, okay, if you're looking on the numbers one minute, just to understand the point, because we are in the insurance space, so we need to discuss about the numbers. So in 2000 to 2010, insurance carrier lost only in the United States, only property, $200 billion. And one century after this, in 2010 to 2020, insurance carrier lost already $520 billion. So it's almost like, you know, it's increasing by 260%. And it was like a century over a century. And according to all the analysts, we're going to cross the $1 trillion in losses, only property, only United States. And it's causing us huge, uh, huge losses, you know, just, just to pay claims. And it's not give any value to anyone. And I think this is where we are trying to, to get to the, uh, to the chain and starting to say no as insurance carrier you can predict the events and you can also help to your help to your client even better service notify them so for example if you, li you live in california and you have let's say many uh many trees and many vegetation around your uh huge amount of vegetation around your property so by insurance carriers say okay look we see that you're not handling well with your vegetation Please cut the brushes, for example. Uh, make action to protect your property. And eventually, when, when insurance carrier can give this comment to the owner of the property or for commercial property, for example, uh, to make action to reduce the risk from storm, to reduce the risk from wildfire, to reduce the risk from hell, and et cetera, to all the type of risk, from, even from flood. So eventually, they will be able uh, to save more, more uh, to save uh, more uh, properties and also to save lives as well. So I think this is like the main um, the main goal for us, um, and uh, this is why we so lo so looking and so like the insurance industry. The influence yeah. is huge. How did you uh, How did you get into this? Like, what was your spark to 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 start the company? I mean, I I completely agree with. Um, with your premise on the business, hundred percent. I mean, understanding, you know, proper building valuations, proper building um, uh, uh, risk management, all those kind of things uh, create drastic and significant and, and almost immediate improvements in both underwriting yep. losses, um, properly capturing enough premiums to pay claims, all those kinds of things, hundred percent. But like what, you know, I'm sure, you know, your, your boyhood dream wasn't to be a, a, a geographical building data analyst, you know, where, where, how did you get to, to this point and what sparked you to, um, to create uh, this company? So I think first, I really like this industry of the geospatial and pop tech information. Like this is where I first uh, find this industry in the intelligence scope. And I really love this, uh, like what you can do with the data. It's huge. And I think this is where we are starting to, to, to be in love in this uh, industry. 
And after this, when I understand, okay, so what is the next step? How we can create something valuable? You know, there are many, many sectors and many industries that not provide value, but, you know, as a, as a, as a young generation, we're always looking, okay, how I can provide more value to um, eventually to the world. Like if I will die tomorrow, like what is the value that I bring to the world? Like I just, you know, breathing and sleeping and et cetera. So by looking on this direction, I said, okay, the biggest value that they can provide eventually is to do X, Y, Z. And as I said, like to, to protect properties and to, to protect life eventually with property information. And this is eventually, okay, so what is the role to do this? So we also working with, uh, for example, with the World Bank as well. Also, we worked in the past with FEMA, Federal Emergency Response of the United States uh, to make sure uh, that, so we not only do like direct insurance carrier, we're looking on another area to, um, to eventually to protect, um, to protect people's lives and people's properties and to make, uh, make the life better for all of us. Um, so even from the small things to big things. So I think this is yeah. uh, what, what, is, what is good. And insurance industry, again, it's the wonderful, uh, the wonderful industry to, to make a change because eventually they pay the bill for everyone after the yes. natural disaster, after losses. Sorry. So um, that, that, that's tremendous. Thank you. So when, we, when I, you know, we're thinking about this property information, you have both residential and commercial buildings. And one of the things that seemingly uh, separates you, and I'm interested in this, is the idea of this uh, 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 3D aerial imagery. What, yeah. what, what does that mean? Um, how do you collect it? And why, um, why, does, what, what it, why is that an improvement? Why is that an advantage? So I think uh, when we're looking on the on the entire area, we we need to to create like not only looking on the TD environment, also like we need to look on three D environment. And I think uh, objectively, when you're looking on the three D environment, you can receive more much more insights. I can give you like from the smallest insights. So there are water body, and you know what is the distance between the property and the water body. But when you have the uh, the three D information, like what is the height of the property? and how many stories you have there, and also the water body, what is the height of the water body, and what is the distance, so it makes the entire picture differently. So if the, if the water body is very very um, close to the property, but it actually like 10 meters less, or you know 20 feet less, uh, so for you, the insurance, so the risk is very low. And, but if the water body is very high, like even far away, but very high and significant to you, uh, significant water body, so typically you will understand better your flood risk. And uh, from storm, for example, if you have tree around your properties, so when you know that tree, okay, fine. Like every, every area in California, every area in, uh, almost like in Florida, you have trees around the properties. But if you know, for example, what is the height of the trees? So you know the, the trees is two, two times this property and it's very close. Or for example, it's only one meter this tree and it's very close to the property. So the, the, the entire risk is changed. And this is exactly what we will provide. We can continue like with the slope of the roof, for example, and you have this information like today on the NATCAT modeling like AIR and it, it's, it's feeding this information and it's missing from insurance carrier perspective. So when we provide this information, some of these already including and some of this is not included, but it gives you an entire different perspective on the environment. Yeah. And also by the reef. That's a really interesting, that's a really interesting insight because 
you know, I'll tell you, that's the battle. So uh, where I'm located is upstate New York, the Albany, New York area. So we we actually, uh, people who aren't familiar with the geography, it's actually where the Mohawk River, which is which runs west to east, and the Hudson River, which I think is the third largest uh, uh, river in the country, uh, runs uh, north to south. It's where they meet is basically this Albany, there's another city, Troy, but it's where they meet. And, 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 and it's a valley. So there's basically two mountain ranges and then the Hudson basically carved out this valley. So you'll have people that live, you know, a quarter mile or less from the Hudson river that are 400, 500 feet above the Hudson itself because of the the slope, right? There's a tiny amount of flat area. And then it goes, goes up the, the basically Albany and, and Troy are, are built on the sides of hills and, and ultimately uh, not mountains, probably more like hills, but uh, you know, smaller ranges and, but there, there's no, there's no risk of the, if the, let's say if the Hudson river floods, those properties, we have much larger problems as a society than, than, than that, than that flood, you know, at, at those places. And you would have battles with the insurance carriers around flood issues and water issues. And I'd be like, no, I, I get that this pin and this pin are too close for you if it were flat. But it's, it's, you know, people can't see me, but, you know, there's a substantial difference and you'd have to have this battle every time with them about that. And, you know, the, it, it just, you know, and, and what I'm hearing you saying is that at least in that one particular use case, this type of 3D imagery solves that problem. You can give them both the height and the distance and, and say, look, there's no chance that this property floods. It's 350 feet above, even though it technically is within uh, the, the, the horizontal distance that would be a flood. Is that, is that accurate? Accurate. And actually you've done my pitch. So I think, uh, <laughs> you, you can steal right. that story. You can say, I know this guy up in New York and here's what, you know, you can just steal away. Um, so, so let's, so how do you, how do you, how do you get this imagery? Like where, where do you get this from? So typically we have a couple of imagery data source. Uh, we're not related on only one imagery. It's very important for us. So today, we 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 find like many insurance carriers that using sub subtype of uh, aerial imagery, but eventually, if they cover only seventy percent or even you know seventy four percent of the entire book, it's still it's not give service to anyone. So I think to be able to provide to anyone service and good service, even if you're living in suburban in, in Maine, or if you're living, for example, in Montana, or if you're living in New York, eventually the insurance carrier need to serve everyone. So I think for this. And we have to work with many several, uh, we're working with several early imagery providers and also to provide the most recent early imagery to our client. So this is our first priority. And I think uh, this is regarding to the early imagery. Uh, so we use aircraft and also we're working um, outside of the United States and outside of the United States, we in some places, you know, uh, the insurance carrier that insure every, every, every uh, in the entire globe, even in China, for example, you will find. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, American company that insure that. So typically, we able to serve and to the insurance carrier everywhere, and this is one of our biggest uh, advantage. So, for example, in Australia, almost all the insurance carrier in Australia using our data. For example, in Japan, we have um, huge uh, insurance demand from this area as well. So we able to sell them as well, um, and also of course in United States, and we we growing in footprint because eventually, like. We, we're thinking that we're living like in the United States and it's only our area, for example, New York or for example, California, we're living in one state, it, it's fine. But eventually everyone's suffering the same 
problem. And as we know, the insurance space, it's one, one global uh, market. So if there are huge event in Florida, it will influence all the entire reinsurance world. A reinsurance, if it will be influenced or influence on the reinsurance, eventually it will influence all, all the insurance carrier around the globe. So even if I if I living in, um, for example, Miami, I will yeah, I will have this influence. And even if I living in New York, I will feel the influence of raising of the insurance carrier, so uh, raising of the premium. So I think that eventually everyone suffering the same. Uh, we need to be able to uh, help to all the insurance carrier, hundred percent coverage, and also the three D information. So we have to leverage as, as much as possible data that we can. Yeah, I've actually seen one of those planes um, that's canvassing fly over our area before. It's kind of funny. You, you like see this plane like crisscrossing, you know, kind of doing like a lattice pattern across the area. And you're like, yeah. that plane is, what is that? You know, at first you don't know what the hell they're doing. And then, you know, and probably most people don't even pay attention, but being a nerd, you know, we're all nerds in the insurance industry. You're like, I see, I, I get what they're doing. You know, they're, they're making this pattern. That's a little too, you know, it's not just someone out for a ride. Like it's, it's like a legit, I can watch them working back and forth and it is pretty wild how, how that happens. So, okay. So you, you have this imagery data and then basically what, what your company, what your software you built does, it's actually taking and, 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 and it's able to analyze these pictures. I'm assuming, is it, is it video footage? Is it, is it actual pictures that you're getting back? Is it both? Um, like, how are you able to decipher, you know, from this, from this plane flying over? And I guess this is probably some of the magic that maybe people who don't understand how the technology works, maybe just give them some insights. This, this plane flies over Albany, New York, it goes making it creates a video or a set of images and they deliver it to you. How does that turn into you knowing height, distance, uh, you know, the, the, all the way down to the shrubbery of the building and, and how different, you know, there's a little crick behind your house that could, that could overflow, but this, this one over here is not a problem. And we need to adjust, like, how do you, and maybe I don't, without giving away the secret sauce and I'll tell you very few people who are listening to this podcast, no ones and zeros. So even if you told them they probably couldn't do it. Um, but you know, the, how, do, how does that actually work? How do you, how do you create that type of, how do you create the structure in the images? It's probably a way of asking that so question. Yeah. So typically we, it's, it's not a, too much secret sauce. Uh, like we, we go by the high level because we don't want to be too much nerd, you know? Uh, so <laughs> typically we're using, uh, we're leveraging AI machine learning models and uh, the most, uh, the most sophisticated models on the industry, and we also develop internally. Uh, so we have a couple of doctors and PhDs that are doing it. And also from another end, we also leverage a, a algorithm, the independent. Uh, we have several patents around this uh, algorithm that allowed us to be able to enrich our AI models and also enrich our results. So in this key, we're able to also to provide a 3D environment and also not only the 2D environment. And, and was, as we're looking, it, it's very simple regarding to the 3D information. So as you have the error imagery, so you typically have one imagery for one uh, that's looking on the same building. Like you imagine that you have two imagery on the sky from different direction, different angles, and both of them looking on the same building. So typically you create the triangulation between these two buildings and also the point of the, on the ground. So you're able to create this 3D environment. And the, the secret is how you create it in scale and how you create accurate results and better data and et cetera, et cetera. So this is typically what we are more focusing on. Um, and yeah, I hope it was, uh, was in. Yeah, good no, way. that makes a lot of sense. I mean, basically 
you're getting different pictures of the same structure and then the algorithm is able to pinpoint the structure and kind of pull all those things together. And then, so you get all this, this raw data from the images itself. And then what, what um, one of the things that you guys are doing is then taking that and actually going a step further and saying, okay, so we, 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 we have all this raw data pulled from this imagery. And now we're able to say, not just that, a shrub exists, but that, you know, again, just using your example from before that, that this shrubbery is actually creating a, a fire hazard situation because it's too close to a building or this tree is overhanging a series of power lines that, you know, is in a wind zone that could easily be pulled down. And, and so, so that must've taken a lot of, of the F I mean, I'm assuming that the, there's the first stage, which is the flat nerdiness of, okay, pull all this imagery, pull out the raw data. Now we have the raw data. Then there's actually the, the business piece of it, which is coming in and starting to execute that. Talk, talk a little bit about like, um, how do you start to determine, are there just straight regs that you're working off of? Is it you bringing in uh, expertise from actual insurance carriers, risk management, PhDs, et cetera, uh, 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 actuaries or, you know, that are getting involved? Like, is there a whole pool of people helping you determine what the actual insights are that you should be pulling out of that raw data? So typically, we the most uh, helping people. It's actually the the carrier himself. Carrier himself. So we connected to many carriers uh, today, our clients, and we always looking for new demands of data, and always be able to receive insights. Okay, this is interesting for us. Uh, right now, is a bushes and wildfire risk is more interesting for us, or for example, storms. And this is what we try to get. We provide the data. And taking the claim information as well and create and see if there are correlation between the models and the claim data. By this, we able also to learn the insurance carrier what is the ROI that you can get and what is the insights and correlation between their own attributes and the claim information like historical claim information. So we're able to compare it together and to see actual ROI. And after one year, they use it. So they say, okay, I able to reduce my risk in X amount by notifying the property owners, for example, with the most highest risk, or for example, by able to um, able to um, um, take the, the new sales, like the new quoting and to offer better price for the new clients. Uh, so, and the huge amount of analytics, how, they, how you can take this information and convert it to, uh, to the profitable area. And this yeah. is, I think, what today insurance carrier focusing on. Uh, so absolutely, so first the, the we're working very close with insurance carrier. Also, we have a, a great uh, advisor. Uh, he was a chief analytics officer at Chubb and also in Greenery. So we bring huge amount of information from the industry. And we also use uh, people in the industry to give, give us insights of what is the needs. And eventually, I think that the biggest, the biggest insights is to work directly with insurance carrier and receive always feedback against the claim information and what is the profit they see after one year, two years, and et cetera. What's up, guys? Sorry to take you away from the episode, but as you know, we do not run ads on this show. And in exchange for that, I need your help. If you're loving this episode, if you enjoy this podcast, whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, I would love for you to subscribe, share, comment if you're on YouTube, leave a rating review if you're on Spotify or Apple iTunes, etc. This helps the show grow. It helps me bring more guests in. We have a tremendous lineup of people coming in, uh, men and women who've done incredible things, sharing their stories around peak performance, leadership, growth, sales. 
the things that are going to help you uh, grow as a person and grow your business, but they all check out comments, ratings, reviews. They check out all this information before they come on. So as I reach out to more and more people and want to bring them in and share their stories with you, I need your help. Share the show, subscribe if you're not subscribed, and I'd love for you to leave a comment about the show because I read all the comments, or if you're on Apple or Spotify, leave a rating review of this show. I love you for listening to this show, and I hope you enjoy it listening as much as I do creating the show for you. All right, I'm out of here. Peace. Let's get back to the episode. Yeah. So um, philosophically, do you see – so part of the the – 200 billion to 520 to at some point in the future, a trillion in, in property losses just in the US, you know, and in, 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 in a, a decent portion of that is uh, the, the social inflation of, of actual the, the judgments, right? We, we unfortunately, and I live in one of those states that seemingly believes money grows on trees and is putting judgments out into the world that are, in my opinion, are bananas. Only people who don't actually spend money could actually create these judgments. Um, but, uh, that's part of it. Part of it is just actual inflation. Um, do you see to me, um, risk mitigation has, uh, can have an impact, but I, I, I worry that, that, that mitigation, there's only so much you can mitigate, right? Like if you, if you do all the right thing today, you do all the right things in the state of New York and one little, one thing happens, you can still get absolutely obliterated with this ridiculous mega judgment, um, so, so do you see yes, mitigation, but is it also a lot about just more like proper pricing, being able to, to, to reduce premiums? Cause, cause you know, I mean, everyone who's listening to this, cause so, uh, uh, primarily we're, uh, uh, retail insurance, uh, independent insurance carriers, uh, vendors, technologists, and agents is the, is the, um, audience of this podcast. It's the, the independent side tends to listen to this show more. Um, so, you know. I think most people are aware that oftentimes it was like, what's your zip code? What's the square footage of your house? Here's your price. You know what I mean? Like that's how it was done. And what I see out of this and what excites me is to be able to say things like, okay, this house, you know, this house, 1800 square feet, this house, 1800 square feet. They could, one could be, you know, could be one X premium and the other could be four X premium. And it's because of the actual factors impacting them, even if they're on the same street. Right. This one could be, you know, it could the street could be tilted. There could be, like you say, some sort of water uh, near this one. This one could be higher with no trees in a wind zone and could have uh, more issues from from hail damage or what have you. And it's like that type of pricing difference to me feels much more like um, uh, to to have uh, as much or a larger impact than just mitigation, because now the carrier is going to be able to say, okay, we know a trillion in property losses is coming, but if we can price it properly, then everything will continue on as it should. Is that, does that philosophically sound accurate or what, what do you think? I think it's, uh, it's for both ways. Like first, like we know that all the independent insurance uh, agencies, excuse me, like all the independent agencies that typically um, have the uh, eventually, they, they need to focus on sell, yeah. and every one of the, of us know that every point of question, it can say, okay, why are you asking my personal information? Uh, for example, many many clients like this, why are you asking my personal question? I don't know if I can answer. I don't know all the answer. For example, uh, for many uh, many clients and etc. 
by and we 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 think that insurance insurance agents, especially independent ones, when they need to give better offering to their clients, they have to focus only on sell. Our, so this is like what we always try to get to the point of insurance agents absolutely need to focus on sale. They don't need to ask questions. They need to be uh, most the most polite and by able to just to focusing. Okay, how I close this? How I close this deal? And not only how not not on like how I uh, asking uh, on his property information and how I feel this information and and more focusing on how I close this uh, call with done deal. So this is what the mindset that we want to create to to insurance agents. How I pick my phone, doing doing the phone call, only focusing on sales, and how I close in the same one phone call, how I close the entire deal. And this is what we want to convert the insurance agent from today to tomorrow. And I think this is a, by how we do it, it, by providing information. And as an insurance carrier, when you provide this information, you're also able to, to understand eventually as an agent, okay, the, insur- the, the policy will be very high because if you cut your brush, for example, I can update the insurance, uh, I can update the carrier and get you better uh, pricing, for example. So they can t- take an action to reduce the price to their clients eventually. So yeah. they can notify and and by this, for example, if you, if this client, for example, will go by himself to the to the carrier directly, he will receive very high price. But if you, as an agent, already know this information and say, okay, you need to do X, Y, Z, and by this I can give you like four times less price. So most of the time he will do this. He will do this action because no one likes him. Like by you, by co- like if it's something cost one thousand dollar and you receive discount of or if it's commercial property or five or ten uh ten thousand dollars so it's much worth it uh, yeah. for you so uh, i think this is where we see that insurance educate insurance agents especially independent can use this information to create the benefits and to, to create advantage over the market yeah you know i um it's funny i was i did an interview with the ceo of plymouth rock uh insurance um this was a while ago, maybe four or five years ago. It may have even been longer. Uh, and they were uh, testing um, in the state of New York, a new homeowner's insurance product. And what they were doing was taking third-party data, such as what you're providing, uh, mashing it together, and basically underwriting and pricing every home in the state of New York, whether they wrote it or not. And then basically what they waited for was one of their agents to, to come in, punch that address in, and then the price was basically waiting. Okay. And it caused a bit of an uproar. Um, people are like, Oh, you got to talk to that. How, how can you frontline underwrite? You have to talk to the homeowner and da da da. And basically uh, this, this uh, I think he's still a CEO of, of Plymouth Rock, Bill Martin, a uh, great guy, very smart. And I love this, this comment that he made, which was basically um, uh, our position is that the accuracy of data of two or three well done data sources is going to give us a much clearer picture on what the risk profile of that structure is than anything the insured or the insurance agent could possibly tell us. Not necessarily because they're doing anything nefarious, although that does happen. You know, anyone who's ever written a homeowner's policy has bent the truth at least a little to get something in, right? Um, He's like, we believe that 
you know, just human beings being human beings, not always remembering exactly, you know, like, you know, you talk to people and you say, how many square foot is your home? And they'd be like, I don't know. And, you know, and, you know, we're sitting here and going, that's nuts. How do you not know how many square, but why would someone think about that? Right. They just don't, you know, they're like, eh, it's 1500 square feet, but really it's 1900 square feet. And, you know, so, so basically he said, you know, these third party data sources and the increasing accuracy of them. And if you can kind of uh, 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 cross pollinate a couple with each other and verify, use them to kind of verify data off each other, you get a much clearer picture and a much more accurate risk profile than you could ever get um, through just doing a simple survey with a homeowner and putting that in an application and then popping it into a portal. And that to me felt right at the time. And to this day, still very much feels right. Not that you shouldn't ask insurance questions, but gathering the pertinence and the risk profile specifically about uh, property seems to me like something we should not be relying on humans for. It should be something that we're gathering through real data, through imagery, through, you know, property records that are cross, you know, uh, cross reference with each other. Uh, that feels that feels much more like the future. Um, and certainly, and not even the future, it feels much like what we should be doing today than um, just relying on how someone remembers their home to be, you know? Yeah, absolutely agree. And I think that uh, if you're looking on like which agencies working like not one year or two years, like I, I interview, like I, I had a huge amount of discussion with uh, independent agencies and also uh, dependent agencies. And you see that the differences between like agents that working 10 years already, five years, make great uh, business for themselves and, and actually create it for, as a first job. You see that um, the different, as, as they already told me, like we need to provide accurate information to the insurance so they will know that I'm a best agent in this area. So I know what I'm insuring. And by this, I receive also discount and the insurance carrier already know me. So I've, I create relationship with insurance carrier. And I think this is like when we try to understand how as agent, we, we can create our future more clearly and also create more profit. I think one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest um, um, thing that we need to do, the action that we need to do is understand better our client. And I think this is one of the things that we see more and more as insurance agent, they, they investigated, they, they know what they, uh, they provide to the carrier and they're doing homework. And eventually we, we want to create the entire homework in one second because we want from them to focus on the sales and to close this deal. And this is exactly what, what we are looking to have to the insurance agency. So yeah. yeah. So very tactically, um, who uses the platform? I mean, at carriers obvious, but do you have agents that are subscribing and, and using and, and, and I guess I guess explain the actual business to me and who your clients are. I mean, obviously carriers make a lot of sense and you've referenced them multiple times, but like say say an agency, like like I own an independent agency. We work primarily with uh, commercial customers and commercial property is a big part of our business. So I'm looking at what you're doing and when we, you know, schedule time to talk and you're gonna be on the podcast and I'm looking through, I'm going, this is really interesting because as a national digital commercial property broker, um, we don't see in person any of the buildings that we insure, right? So, so what we do is we pull up a Google map. Well, that's just a flat image, which hopefully isn't blurry or terrible. And, um, you know, hope that it was done in the last, you know, five years, I guess. And, uh, you know, and that's really the best that we can get. So would, is 
is your, you know, is, is, is this something that we would subscribe to and get that information and do, do you guys have the ability to do things like calculate property value or am I just getting raw data and specs out of it? Or, you know, what would I be getting as a, as a client? Um, let's, let's leave the insurance side. I think that makes a lot of sense what an insurance carrier would get, but let's say uh, uh, someone who's in that sales function, um, can they be clients? Is that a good, uh, good client slash use case for you? And um, what is, what are they actually getting if they, if they were to subscribe? So today we're working very closely with free agencies uh, across the United States. Uh, so it's very important for us eventually to open this uh, entire market, like entire ability capabilities to the agents, because eventually, for example, even before, even before the, like when, when you receive all this information to, uh, and what is a process that it cu- cutting your time and spending your time and it actually giving you more information that you can extract uh, by yourself. And also, as we discussed about Google, for example, it's most, most, not recent enough and not accurate enough, and et cetera. So typically, what, like, even before that, how do you decide uh, where to pick your phone call? Like, you are very limited in time. You need to do the, the, the sales pitch. And who is the right person to you to call? So typically, by using our platform, we see that many insurance, uh, many insurance agents can uh, able to target the audience. So, for example, I know I'm working with the Hartford. I have minimum commitment as agencies to Hartford, for example, of let's say, example, half a million dollars. Okay, I have to write premium of half a million dollars. I know that Hartford, for example, looking uh, for very specific one type of uh, commercial properties or, for example, uh, home insurance, or, yep. for example, uh, only home insurance with uh, only a uh, policy with a pool, for example. Uh, so I'm able to select and with great uh, roof condition. And because I, as an insurance agent, maybe I have another carrier that's looking only for the riskiest property on the industry. So I, I'm able to filter uh, my um, like my target audience by using the platform. So this is the first first reaction that we see like very, very heavily that insurance, a carrier, insurance agent looking for the next opportunity, the best opportunity for them. The next and the best one. And I think this is very important because eventually we are limited in time uh, in our life. And, you know, we need to be very focused to create big profit. And this is exactly what we hear. And this is the first one. The second one is regarding to when you have customer on your phone call, you just need to look in for his address and you, you can cut the entire chain and try to sell as short as time as possible. So you don't need to wait and say, okay, I will call you in two weeks. And the same times he already closed with another agent, for example. Or you already close it, so you you can make the entire you can make the entire sales cycle in one phone call, and this is eventually what we are trying to work with the with the agencies, and we want for them again we want for them to be able to focusing only on the how I close my next call, and not how I call to the next client. I ask him the question, I investigated, received the information, and after this calling him back in two weeks and try to call uh, close the deal. So this is, I think, the, the eventually where, where we are trying to cut. Uh, yeah. Job. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, you know, one of the things that we're very big at at our agency is is instead of, you know, I try to, I, I butchered this quote all the time and, 
you know, everyone listening will understand, but like, I try to, I try to operate this business, like the, like the Bruce Lee quote of like, you know, be like water, right? Like, but you know, I don't come into the business with an ideology. I, I taught, I tend to, you know, find carriers that I really appreciate working with and people inside those carriers that I like work with. And I say, what do you want to write? Send us out into the market to go find that thing. And that, that tends to be how we operate rogue risk is, we, we don't necessarily have, I don't bring niches to carriers. I find out what our carrier partners want to write and I go out to them. And what I'm hearing you say is what, what, what your company um, is able to do is you're able to say, okay, if, if property is something you want to write, then you can actually go to your carriers, find out what types of properties fit their appetite the best, and then target those properties in either your community or region or what have you. And now you have a very clear picture that this is this is going to be a property that they're going to want before you even do the reach out to the to the business owner or the property owner. You can set you, you'll know before you make the call that you have the perfect market for it because you've already been able to set the parameters around it. Um, that's an incredible competitive advantage, and I think that thinking you know oftentimes agents, uh, particularly independent agents, get stuck in kind of the way business has always been done, and these types of methodologies and and advantages are what are separating, I think, the, the new wave of, of independent agent, uh, especially those that are willing to adopt at least some level of, t- of technology and, and, and new ways of thinking. Um, this is why there's so many new types of agencies that are coming into the market and growing so fast is they're, they're taking concepts like what you're describing and they're actually putting them into use. I think it's tremendous. Exactly. And eventually as, a, as agencies, you know, you, you need to, to reach your targets. Eventually, you have commitment to many carriers, and you want to be able to classify yourself and to take all this commitment. Eventually, if you got to the to the end of the year and you don't have your commitment, so or you're missing some of the carriers, so um, they will not want to do the business with you next year. So I think that by able to say, okay, I have this type of uh, carrier that I work with them, as you said exactly, like what is the appetite for him? What is the appetite for him? What is the appetite for him? Immediately to say, okay, I I want to target everywhere in the United States for me, for example, or for example, from New York to Connecticut to crossing the to crossing Massachusetts, uh, and even Maine. I can search everywhere my new opportunities. So it's not only related to one zip code or to one area. I can go to any one of them because I I know what they want. Yeah. And yeah. This is very. I think that's powerful. amazing. I think it's amazing. Isaac, this is uh, this has been a tremendous conversation. I want to be respectful of your time and our audience, and uh, and I appreciate you sharing what you guys are doing. And I think that um, companies like like GeoX and and you guys you guys are creating opportunities for you know one of the things that's beautiful about the insurance industry is it's very much a choose your own adventure. And what you guys are doing is presenting information and opportunities for agents who 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 love an aspect of the business commercial property or have a, who want to attack a, a portion of the business in this place. I, I keep saying commercial property or, or residential property um, in a way that, that, that wasn't possible even five, seven years ago. And I think it's absolutely tremendous. If people want to connect with you and or um, uh, GOX, how do they do that? Where's the best place to, to, to get a hold of you, get a hold of the company, learn more. Um, where, where do you want to send them? So typically, uh, you can find it on our website, like GeoX Analytics, and find it very, very easily. Yep. Uh, this is one way. And also, you have connection, connected there, uh, connected information. So feel free to reach, reach out, and we will 
make sure that someone supports you and help you to to make your next uh, the next deal and next uh, next sales. So it's absolutely amazing. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate your time. I wish you nothing but the best, and thank you for coming on the show. Thank you very much. Awesome. Have a good Thank one. You.